tight end Mike Gusecki isn't so much of a breakout candidate for the New England Patriots in 2023. He's actually more of a standout candidate. I'll explain, so stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the Locked On Patriots podcast. We are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter or X, depending on what they're calling it these days, at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love, some social media love to Locked On Patriots, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, don't forget that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. And terms and conditions apply. And Patriots fans, thank you for joining me here today on the pod. Hope you all had an amazing weekend. And most of all, thank you for making us your first listen today. As you can see, Some video difficulties forced us to get a little inventive here, but don't worry. The camera will be on in just a moment, and we've got a very special guest for you today, so stay locked in. As always, I want to give a special shout-out to all of you Locked On Everydayers out there, those of you who make Locked On Patriots possible by spending time with us here on the pod. My unending gratitude to all of you. I'm honored. I'm humbled by your support. And today on the pod, we continue our positional preview with the one position that seems to have everybody talking, and that is good old 12 personnel. That's right, tight endage. And if we're talking about those all-purpose pass catchers slash blockers, you know that we're going to be joined by the empress of tight endage herself. Claire Classy Claire Cooper is back from vacation. She's ready to lend her wisdom and counsel as our resident subject matter expert, and she's going to pop in here in just a moment on camera So don't go anywhere. You are not going to want to miss this episode. And for those of you that are wondering what happened to the mailbag, well, (laughs) Murph and I are going to be getting you ready for the first camp practice on Wednesday with a mailbag Tuesday. And trust me, folks, it's going to be worth the wait. Stay locked in to Locked On Patriots. You won't want to miss our mailbag Tuesday. But first, we are talking some tight ends. And your New England Patriots offense last year ranked near the bottom of the NFL in almost every statistical category when it came to offense. And perhaps the most egregious of those deficiencies was ranking last in the NFL in red zone productivity. As a result, it really should come as little to no surprise to anyone that New England made bolstering their scoring efficiency an offseason priority. Now, they've tried, swung and missed on some, but they definitely hit on a couple. And I think the biggest addition, the biggest home run when it comes to bringing in potential game-changing pass catchers at the top of that heap, 
I have to put Mike Gusecki, former tight end of the Miami Dolphins and now current tight end of your New England Patriots. And a lot of people out there, including fans, media, are calling Mike Gusecki the breakout candidate for the New England Patriots this year. And I think the arguments in and of themselves make an awful lot of sense. As a matter of fact, most of the arguments that I've seen either made by colleagues of mine in the media or all of you fans out there have been valid. Where I believe this argument goes off the rails a little bit is when they call Mike Kosicki a breakout candidate. I think to be a breakout candidate on any team, you have to be with the team for at least a year. You have to learn their new system, absorb their new rules, their regulations, the guidelines, the way they do things, and then start to put it into practice on the field. Maybe struggle a little bit with it your first year, but then in year two, maybe even in year three, you're ready to hit the field, show your new team exactly what you can do, and break free or break out from the bonds of learning a new system in a new team. The reason why I think Mike Gusecki is more of a standout than a breakout this year is because I think the learning curve for him is going to be very small. This is a guy that understands what the New England Patriots do and what they do well. He's seen them for the last five seasons down in Miami, and he knows the role he's being brought here to fill, especially under Bill O'Brien. We'll get back to that one in just a moment. But Gusecki signing a one-year deal with the Pats immediately upgrades their offense. And I don't think there's anybody that's arguing that point. He's a very gifted pass catcher in his five seasons down in Miami, caught 62.4% of his passes. 18 of those went for touchdowns. He's got the size, the speed to be an effective receiver out of the slot. And I think you're going to see him align there a lot this year. But he's got deceptive speed. He can align at the wideout position as well. So don't be a bit surprised to see him align there. But Kasiki, but what makes Kasiki a lefty standout candidate is his enthusiasm for being in New England. He's already gone on record by saying he's excited not only to play for Bill Belichick and play for the New England Patriots, he's also really happy to finally get the chance to play for Bill O'Brien. And all of you everydayers remember from our previous conversations on Gasecki, dating all the way back to when he signed here in March, that Gasecki and O'Brien nearly joined forces in 2013 when Bill O'Brien was the head coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions and Mike Gasecki was a recruit. He was the top high school tight end that year. Gasecki chose Penn State because he believed he was going to go in and play for Bill O'Brien. And his coaching style and his reputation definitely lent itself to being able to cultivate strong tight end talent. Never got the chance to play for O'Brien. He left the university the following year, accepts the head coach position for the Houston Texans, and Mike went on to a pretty good career at Penn State. But Bill O'Brien always maintained a fondness of him, and Mike Gusecki maintained a respect for Bill O'Brien. So now... When you look at what these two are going to be able to do on the field, it's going to be a lot of fun to finally get a chance to see Mike Gusecki in a Bill O'Brien offense. And let's be honest, Mike Gusecki is a textbook fit in a Bill O'Brien offense. That type of offense typically creates mismatches for bigger pass catchers. Well, Mike Gusecki checks that box, folks. 6'6", 247. I don't think he's going to be oversized by an awful lot of people that are covering him. And with Fellow tight end Hunter Henry at 6'5 and 250, now you're dealing with a pair of sizable tight ends that can really make things happen in the open field. What I like about Kasiki's ability to make contested catches is not just being able to make the catch at the point of attack. It's being able to power his way into those contested catch situations. 
And I believe that's where he's going to make his biggest impact as a contested catch weapon. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to be in the red zone, and it might lead to quite a few more scores than the Patriots had last year from the tight end position. Just to give you an example as to how good his resume is here, folks, Gusecki finished second among all tight ends in contested catches in both 2020 and in 2021, earning 61 in both seasons combined. Yeah, that's definitely upgrading the room for your New England Patriots. And I know the knock on Gesicki is that he falls outside that Patriot prototype of being a blocking tight end and how the Patriots love their tight ends to be a little bit more versatile when it comes to both blocking and in pass catching. You're not going to find that in Mike Gesicki, folks. I'm sorry to tell you. He only served as either a run blocker or a pass protector on just 20.6% of his offensive snaps for the Dolphins. Now, that may increase a little bit here in New England by default, but I don't think it's going to deviate too much from that. He's not being brought here to block. He's being brought here to catch passes. And his alignments are going to more closely resemble that of a receiver. But I think he has a great opportunity to be that type of complementary tight end to both elevate his and Henry's production in the Patriots' 12 personnel packages. And Claire's going to pop in here in just a moment to help discuss that and how these two make each other better. Because bottom line, folks, you're going to see a better Hunter Henry on the field because of Mike Gusecki's presence. Now, he's not alone going to solve New England scoring woes. You need the fellow tight ends to step up. Henry's got to have a better year. You also need the wide receivers to step up. Guys like Devontae Parker, who just got a good contract extension, he's got to prove that he's the ex-receiver all Patriots fans wanted him to be when the Patriots first traded him last year. Tyquan Thornton's got to have a much better year. Kendrick Bourne's got to step it up. And the other big acquisition that the Patriots made is Juju Smith-Schuster. He has to come in here ready to play and able to play at a high level. And the good thing about what we're hearing on Juju is that he's healthy and he's ready to go. So all of these guys need to step up. If that happens, a new day is coming for the Patriots offense in 2023, folks. And I believe it's one that's going to include finding the end zone a lot more frequently than it did last season. Patriots fans, we're just wetting the appetite when it comes to tight endage. And in just a moment, Claire, classy Claire Cooper of Pat's Propaganda and a Claire Perspective, the Patriots podcast, is going to lend her wisdom and counsel on a subject that is very near and dear to her heart and at which she is a subject matter expert. So keep it right here because we'll continue to discuss Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki, how they make each other better, as well as who might get that elusive third tight end spot. Will it be Anthony Ferkser and his experience? Will it be good old reliable Matt Sokol? Or will Scotty Washington leap off the page and be able to find a spot? And don't forget about the undrafted rookie free agent Johnny Lumpkin, folks. We're going to talk about all of those and more when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pets fans, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team. They help you do it faster. And here's the best part, folks. They help you do it for free. It is so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and, of course, your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots bringing you boots-on-the-ground coverage starting Tuesday here on Locked On Patriots. Bill Belichick press conferences, team captains meeting with the media, and then, of course, practice is kicking off on Wednesday. It is training camp week, and we can't wait for it. And what better way to kick off training camp week than to bring in one of our very favorites here at a position preview that we're going to bring you today, I think has the potential to be the most prominent position on offense in this season for the New England Patriots. If we're talking tight endage, we are contractually obligated, but we are also honored and grateful to bring in the empress of tight endage herself, the countess of class, the illustrious Claire, classy Claire Cooper of PatsPropaganda.com, and of course, the host of her very own Patriots podcast, A Claire Perspective, powered by Full Press Coverage. Claire, thank you so much for joining me today from across the pond. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots. Well, thank you for having me back, actually. I take a little vacay and it's like I'm a bit rusty. Not sure if I'll kind of get my seat back or if someone else has stolen it. So I'm quite happy to be back in the in the little tight-ended seat on Locked On Patriots, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, your seat is never going to be handed to anybody else. You have a permanent seat here. You are part of the Locked On Familia, as I like to call it, Claire. So no worries there. And second of all, even if you are a little rusty from vacation, what better way to ingratiate yourself back into Patriots Nation than talking a little tight end? It's the expert herself here, folks, and we're always happy to bring you her wisdom and counsel. And Claire, let's start right off. I opened the show today talking about the addition of Mike Gusecki and how a lot mm-hmm. of people are talking about him as the breakout candidate. I think that's a little bit of a misnomer because he's a new player here in New England, and he kind of has nowhere to break but into the Patriots' offense and show everyone what he can do. I do think he may be one of the most impactful, if not the most impactful, new signing Mm -hmm. for the Patriots this year. I think what everybody's looking forward to with Kosicki being on the field is the ability of him to pair with Hunter Henry, cultivate that 12-man personnel that Patriots fans have been wanting to see since Rob Gronkowski left town, obviously, but I think they really kind of had their appetite peaked a little bit when John o. Smith came into town and Henry and Smith were going to be that tight endage tandem. Just didn't happen. First season, they shared the field for 18.6% of the Patriots' offensive snaps. Last year in 2022, it actually went down to an even mm-hmm. 18. So when you look at this tight endage tandem, Kasicki's skill set, Hunter Henry's skill set, how are these two going to make each other better in 2023? I think some of it is going to go down to confidence because, the, as you mentioned in the first year, Johnny Smith wasn't utilised that much. He didn't seem to really gel in the system, and and we won't go into it because we've we've talked about it before. We talked about it when you know within his first season, it just didn't seem to click. It seemed clunky with him in the system. So I think. One of the big things really going forward is we know that Hunter Henry works well within the Patriots and we know that he works well with Matt Jones. We did see that in his first year. So I 
think some of it is bringing in Gaseki is bringing in sort of some confidence with a new guy who can do slightly different skill set to Hunter. I know you could argue it, it's sort of similar, but he, you know, he isn't much of a blocker, and he's he, he's really there for that sort of size that. Um, ball catching in the sort of end zone that kind of situation because he's because he's so athletic because he's tall because he's very fluid and so he's got those abilities that make him sort of more dynamic down there if you like and I think Mm -hmm. that 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 in itself will bring the confidence of utilizing as you said the the 12 men personnel something that we know has worked very well in the patriot system previously now we are going back quite a while when we say that it was successful and you can't compare these two individuals to Gronk and Hernandez because they are different. They've got different skill sets and you can't really compare anyone to Rob Gronkowski anyway because no. he is the greatest of all time when it comes to tightness. However, the comparisons are being put out there simply because you've got two tight ends who are good at the skill position. You know, they are good tight ends. Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki are good tight ends in the NFL. And I think that's something that is key. And they also seem to be, and I know, as you said, Gusecki hasn't actually suited up yet. He hasn't had a season. He's only been in kind of OTAs, that kind of thing. But he seems to be, Twitchwood, fingers crossed, because I'd love my tight endage, working well within the Patriots' offense system under Bill, Bill O'Brien. It seems to be kind of clicking quicker Maybe, as I said, I might be sort of hoping for something there, but it's it appears to be clicking quicker than maybe the Johnny Smith situation. And I think that in itself can bring confidence to to start with before we even get to the preseason, because you see that they've got an individual who's going to work well with the setup that they're looking, you know, to move forward with. So that in itself, the confidence thing, going back to that word, I think it, it is something that's important. It takes pressure off into Henry because Janu Smith wasn't technically that successful. It then put, you know, the bag on Henry's shoulders of he needs to be the tight end that he's successful. It's always going to have to sort of be, you know, his job to do that. And I think that maybe is why in sort of 22, along with, you know, the offensive caller being not an offensive caller and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You saw the reduction in his duties in in the first year with Matt Jones. He was successful. You saw the bond there, as we've already talked about. So I think it's going to help that in relation to ease that pressure of Hunter isn't the only successful in this offense. Mike Gusecki can be that kind of thing. So hopefully he is successful. So then hopefully, potentially, it takes that edge off Hunter. And and again, it, it makes them more dynamic on offense because it gives them something else. It gives them another way, another, you know, the playbook, that sort of thing. Now, Evan Lazar is much better at the X's and O's than I am. So I'm not even going to try and start talking about it. You know where to go when you want that kind of talk. And it isn't, unfortunately, <laughs> for myself. But yeah, it, it gives them the opportunity to do more when you've got two tight ends that are very competent. So it it expands the offense, shall we say. It gives them more. It makes the playbook bigger or whatever. They can use more of the playbook because they've got these two guys who... It's still very early. Of course it is. We haven't even had any preseason games. We haven't even had training camp yet. You know, we're waiting for that with bated breath this week. Mm-hmm. But from what we have seen from Hunter Henry in the past and from what we've seen at Gaseki in, in the OTAs and things, we can see that there's some there's some more alive news when it comes to the tight end. There's some more magic. There's yeah. some more, you know, the the more ability and dynamic there. And I think that that in itself brings something that really petered off, especially after Hunter's first season, was 
just the the variety that they could do, what they could do with the tight end position, and they became very limited. And now I think the you know the gates are open a little bit more for that. So it's it's I think a lot of it is that confidence. And then I know that everybody, I think it was um, the Six Rings podcast with the lovely Andy Hart and Fitzy. The, they're using plenty of C words, the, the capability and things like that. So I think confidence is is another one that we definitely need to throw in there for when it comes to this you know tight end duo that we're sort of hoping for and just to touch on what you're saying in regards to breakout for Mike Gusecki Mm. yeah I'm with you it's difficult to say that an individual that's not been in the system can have a breakout I think maybe it's more the terminology that's being used because there's this element of they haven't had much when it's come to the tight end age and Mike Gusecki could bring to the table quite a lot because he is a, you know a fluid a dynamic tight end we know he can't really block but he's a pass catcher and they're looking for more of a passing offense as fans I should say we're looking for more of a passing offense you know more sparkle there more magic more that kind of thing so I think it's looking more for him to bring that out so I think you're quite right in saying that it's difficult to say an individual can have a breakout season when they haven't had a season Mm-hmm. it's more of a Mac Jones breakout season I think really uh, most mm, fans would probably agree um <laughs> but maybe it's a Mac Jones to Mike Gesicki breakout season maybe you can <laughs> put it in that category but yeah I think there's this sort of holding it heavy over him just because as fans we're we're wanting that dynamic offense we're wanting to see from the offense what we've seen in the past and I think it's falling heavy on Gusecki to to sort of do that and personally you know Touchwood and I don't really sort of mean to kind of speak out to him but I personally think that he he's got that um I know he didn't have a great season with the Dolphins in in his last season because of the way that they ran their offense and the way that they Mm. sort of changed how they ran their offense and he just didn't really fit and I think he's moved to the Patriots a lot of it because of how they're going to be moving forward with their offense. So I think he slots in very well and how they're looking to, to run their offense. Now I'm just making wild assumptions granted, but we all do it. Um, We haven't seen anything yet. So I I think it's, everybody's looking at Gusecki to be, you're the new guy, you're different. We know that you can be quite good. So you kind of need to show us. And I think that's sort of where everybody's falling into the breakout situation more than sort of as you were sort of putting it, to be honest. Yeah, I think you make a great point. And look, that's the point that I was trying to make to open the show is that the arguments that are being made about why Mike Gusecki will be the quote unquote breakout I agree with them all. I think they're all mm-hmm. solid arguments. It's no one's making a bad argument. It's, I think, more the name of a breakout. And I think you put it very well. This really is maybe the breakout season for 12-man personnel again in New England or Mac Jones to Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. That could be really, I think, the breakout. If you want to talk about breakouts, maybe that's the context that it should be uh, done in. So excellent drop in and by the way don't downplay your ability to break down x's and o's you're getting quite good at that uh-huh. folks and that'll continue <laughs> throughout the season i'm serious so uh, you know keep a sharp eye on that folks throughout the season claire's analysis is only going to get better and better so um but again this 12-man personnel i think is something that patriots fans have wanted and look bill o'brien's offense is predicated on this type of alignment he always likes to create mismatches for bigger pass catchers. Not going to have that problem with Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. These guys are sizable. They're capable of making catches. 
Henry especially, he's at his best when using the intermediate area of the field, mm -hmm. um, particularly against teams that have difficulty defending it. You go back and take a look at the big games that Hunter Henry's had. Typically, it's against teams that have difficulty defending tight ends because he can create the mismatch. Like a sec, he can create even more mismatches because he's more sizable, more physical, and he's able to be a real threat in the red zone. And that's, I think, where you're going to see Hunter Henry get better because of Mike Kosicki. Now, with a competent pass catcher that's a battery mate to him that's on the other side, he can find space sitting down in those soft zones, utilize the flat combinations. This gives him the ability to shine. And when teams attempt to neutralize the middle of the field by taking away those slot targets underneath, that's where Kaseki can be your big slot. Those are definitely things that I'm going to be keeping my eye on because it gives those guys the opportunity to make plays where they feel comfortable. It just It's just giving options, isn't it? It's giving Matt Jones more options. It's just creating more availability in offense. And, and I think that's something that is going to be key. So Matt can have this breakout season. They need to sort of give him the best that they can. I know people have sort of mentioned about that before. So running a personnel that's very, you know, Patriots-like, that the offense is very used to, and they know he's very successful, I think he's something else. And it just, like you said, opens the field. And I think it just opens that playbook a little bit more to them and, and brings them back to something that they we can see as fans, I'm going to use the word confident again, to be confident in this time. So, yeah. Absolutely. And at the very least, I think we can all agree that some true 12-man personnel will be a big staple for the New England Patriots. Under Bill O'Brien, Mac Jones, Mike Gusecki, Hunter Henry, going to be a lot of fun to watch these guys in camp, in preseason, and then, of course, into the regular season, folks. But for anyone who loves tight endage as much as Claire does, Bill O'Brien <laughs> loves to employ two tight end sets. That means that he has to have someone at the ready that can be able to take the ball if one of these guys goes down with injury or if they want to run alternative packages, leading a lot of people to believe that the Patriots may carry three tight ends. Or will they? Well, the Empress of Tight Endage is about to lend us her wisdom and counsel the way no one else can when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues as a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Patriots fans, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on Locked On Patriots. You might be missing the mailbag Monday today, but don't worry, folks. Mailbag is reserved for the day before training camp. We had so much mail. Newman couldn't deliver it all. He needed a second truck, and that's why Murph and I are going to be here tomorrow on Locked On Patriots, bringing you Mailbag Tuesday, pre-camp edition. All of your great questions, comments, concerns addressed here on Locked On Patriots. And we'll even give you the very latest on the team captains and Bill Belichick speaking to the media. Action-packed show. You do not want to miss it. Stay locked in to Locked On Patriots. But today here on Locked On Patriots, the wisdom and counsel meter has been broken off and it continues <laughs> to be raised to levels that you can't imagine because we're talking tight endage with the empress of tight endage herself, the illustrious Claire Classy, Claire Cooper of Pat's Propaganda and a Claire Perspective of Patriots podcast. Claire, in the previous segment, we talked a lot about 12-man personnel and Bill O'Brien's penchant for wanting to run it. We talked about how Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki are going to make each other better and how they're going to push each other this year to be a solid contributor in this offense. But 
one thing that a lot of people are wondering is because Bill O'Brien loves tight ended so much, he does. Next to you, I think he may be the, the second most you know, <laughs> ardent admirer of tight endage in football. But at the same time, because he loves to employ two tight end sets, it's led a lot of people to believe that the Patriots almost have to carry three here in this circumstance because you want to make sure that you always have a tight end to flank on the other side so he can continue to keep running the offense in that fashion. You see things us mere mortals don't see when it comes to tight end. So <laughs> my question to you is, will Bill O'Brien carry three tight ends? Or should I say Bill Belichick? Because really, folks, it's Belichick that's going to make the decision. But mm -hmm. will Bill kind of drop hints to the other Bill that he wants another tight end in the room? Will they carry three? And if so, who among the remainder on this depth chart gets the nod is it Matt Sokol is it Scotty Washington is it Anthony Ferkser is it the rookie Johnny Lumpkin who do you have your sharp eye on in this tight endage room this year well as you all know uh Belichick isn't taking my calls anymore after we had a thing in regards to Rodizo. so me and Belichick just yeah so I'm really hoping that me me and Bill O'Brien kind of have that connection when it comes to tight endage so that they listen to me but no in all seriousness yeah I mean I've got to admit it's hard for me to not be biased because of the whole tie ditch thing. So, but when you look at what they've got in regards to the way that the offense is, and when you're looking at hoping that they're sort of moving into a very pass catching situation under mm -hmm. Bill O'Brien, yeah. it seems to make sense to carry that third tight end because if you do a lot of setup in regards to 12 personnel and one of the one of the guys that you've got, because you're talking about veterans really, you are talking about guys that haven't had sort of a career void of all injury you're not sort of looking at just rookies that kind of thing you're looking at guys that have played for a while so there's always that chance of injury to be fair there's always the chance of injury in rookies so I mean mm -hmm. really to put it you know lightly it's unfortunate that it's that kind of sport but if you're wanting to rely heavily on the 12-man personnel which we're all hoping that they are you've got to have your little bit of a backup plan really I think now there's always the situation of carrying on the practice squad and elevation because last season they elevated um Scotty Washington to one game and Matt Sokol to three so there is that situation of the the elevation obviously but then you are limiting yourself in regards to the money if if the rules stay the same because I know they keep changing the rules on everybody um if if it stays the same in regards to the amount of elevations that they can have so if you're not looking at doing that, if you were looking at having a guarantee, then of course you need the Titan three on the roster. And I mean, for me personally, I'm trying not to be biased. And I am, I promise you, I'm trying not to be biased. I still do think it's going to be a Titan three, but kind of going out of the box because really my gut says that it's going to be Ferksker. And that's because of his skill set being more of a tight end slash H back situation. So Personally, I think they are going to utilise him in more of that H-back role. As I know, we we spoke about Dalton Keane oh so many moons ago when there was potential <laughs> there. We were looking at that guy as a TE slash H-back sort of thing. And I think when you look at Ferksker and how he plays and how he's been utilised, I think he's got that vibe going for him. So I think if they were to have a tight end three, for me, as I said, my gut feeling is it's going to be Ferkska because it gives them more flexibility. They can still run the sort of the, the two tight ends of 12 personnel because officially being a tight end, that kind of thing. But because he's got that H back element to him, 
you maybe open up your playbook that little bit more because you have that little bit extra with him being sort of more of a H-back role. So then you've given yourself maybe that bit extra in the, for the running game as well as for the passing game. You can kind of utilise him a little bit in the passing game and a little bit in the running game. So I think he kind of stands out to me as being versatile. And I know that's something that we, that Bill Belichick, is, you know, is very into. He likes his versatility. So I think he ticks a lot of boxes when it comes to that. So for me, looking at it as, as great as, you know, Lumpkin could be, and I know that we want to hold this, you know, undrafted free agent on the roster thing going. I don't know if what they've got, with Hunter and Gusecki really opens up that role for him as well. Now he may, for me, it's more of he may fall on the practice squad. And I think it, it depends on what they do with Scotty Washington, mm-hmm. because I don't know if Washington and Lumpkin, you're talking about a very sort of a similar role for me when they brought in Lumpkin, it looked to me like maybe that Washington was out. I know they haven't released him yet and I'm not giving you any breaking news or anything. <laughs> it just seemed to me, maybe there was this vibe of, He's got a similar skill set. He's younger, so is he sort of that, you know, that next start. Maybe he's somebody to develop for the future. Right. Um, so for me, it was maybe more of a practice squad thing. The other thing to look at is Sokol was the was the guy that they utilised the most last season when it comes to ec- extra tight ends. So is it a case of was that a hint that they want that more blocking hand in the dirt tight end, which Sokol tends to be? And if so, is he going to be the tight end three? So... I'm now kind of pushing myself in that direction, just doing the show, folks. So, yeah, it's those are the two guys that my gut is sort of saying this is the direction they want to go in because what they've got in Gusecki and, and Henry, they just sort of need a bit of a backup, a bit of a safety net to be able to run the 12-man personnel. And as, as I said a moment ago, using Ferksker, they get that extra little H-back thing as well. Although they lose out then, you know, he's not as a sort of big as dynamic a tight end because he is more of a H-back. So it depends where they want to sort of pen- not penalise themselves, but where they want to limit themselves, sorry, better word, in regards to that as to which individual. But for me, I've got to say, if you're watching out for TE3, they're going to have one. I'm really confident that they are. If you want me to tell you which one, right now I'm a little bit caught between Ferksker because of his H-back abilities and Sokol because of the confidence that they may seem to have have, have had in him in last season. And he is more of that traditional hand in the dirt, as you like to say, tight end. So for me, that's where I'm going. Now, it's going to be completely different because I've said that. So now we're going to look at it. And when they do their tight end three, they're going to announce that it's going to be Scotty Washington just because so that I can be wrong. It's just, just how it's going to be, folks. But yeah, but no, seriously, I do think it is going to be a tight end three. Like you said, they're going to want to run those two tight end sets far too much to not give themselves that little bit of security having another guy, even if it's just to rest, even if it's not an injury-related situation, even if it's just to mix it up and to rest one of the guys because they're going to be using them so sort of prolifically in the offense. I think you're going to want that extra tight end to ease it and to take the pressure off. So for me, TE3, definitely, when you want a name, come back to me in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I think you're more on the money than you are off, so I will give you that credit. <laughs> and I I think you make solid arguments for all of these guys. Look, if the Patriots are going to go experience and they want someone mm-hmm. in that role that can give you the experience that is needed, pro-level experience, they're going to go with either Sokol or Berkser. I, again, am leaning toward Berkser 
because of the mm-hmm. reasons that you mentioned, his ability to play the H-back, his ability to go and, and pivot and then play the fullback. The H-back and mm-hmm. fullback are considered, I think, a hybrid amongst a lot of people, but they're two separate roles, folks. They're similar, but they're not like-for-like roles. So mm-hmm. in that regard, if you're looking for someone that gives you the ability to throw a fullback in every now and then, Berkser can do it. He did it under Tim Murphy at Harvard, who loves to employ 12 personnel. And you want to talk about guys that have played under him at Harvard that have gone on to great careers in the NFL. Kyle Juszczyk, Cameron Brait, both played for Tim Murphy at Harvard. Both have the ability to play dual roles. We saw Cameron Brait do it a lot down in Tampa Bay. And Kyle Juszczyk mm-hmm. is the best fullback in the NFL right yeah. now. So these are good things yeah, yeah. to watch. That's why I like Ferkser, and I also like his ability to maybe play a little bit of a blocking tight end. I know it's not his complete yeah. strong suit, but I think he brings you the best blocking skill set out of any of the guys that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. That being said, a tight end three, I think, is a necessity on this team as well. All of the roster projections I've done since we've started kind of thinking about what this roster might look like, Claire, have had three tight ends because I think it's that vital. Do the Patriots want to go well. What? You have. You absolutely <laughs> have. Done. I'm very happy to hear that you've got three tight ends. I, I feel like yep. I've, I've, I've taught you well. You have listened to me. <laughs> you definitely have. I have listened to the Empress, folks, and I will not deviate from that. That is very, very important. No, all kidding aside, I listen to you, Claire, because you're on the money, and you're always you know accurate in your assessments when it comes to this position. So, yeah, we do. We give reverence, folks, to those that have the knowledge here on Locked On Patriots, and that is the Countess of Class herself. But... <laughs> If the Patriots want to go the athletic route, they've got a couple of guys that can fill that role. Johnny Lumpkin, I think, is going to catch eyes in training camp. I think a lot of people are going to love this guy's size, his ability to go up, make contested catches. And Scotty Washington is someone whose game I've always loved. Well-sized, 6'5", 247 pounds. This is a kid that can make contested catches as well. And he can even split out wide if he needed to. He's got the speed to do it. I think the Patriots are enamored with this kid's game, but you got to wonder where it's going to fit in the O'Brien offense, especially as a reserve. So a lot of things to consider, a lot of things to keep an eye on, folks. And we'll continue to do that here on Locked On Patriots with training camp getting set to open. Claire, can you believe it? It all begins again. We are ready to get back into the swing of things here. And I, for one, can't wait. And I know you all can't wait. And folks, Another thing we can't wait for, the Countess of Class to come back and lend more wisdom and counsel <laughs> because a half-hour show, just not enough to do it. So, Claire, please enlighten all of our listeners where they can find you, where they can consume your great work, whether it be written, whether it be uh, voice to microphone. And, of course, I always thank you for lending your wisdom and counsel and stopping by Locked On Patriots. We appreciate you very much. Well, you usually get let me... I usually get to talk tight ends actually usually let me talk tight ends when I come on here which is so much fun because I get to just like purely have this half an hour of talking my favorite subject but as most of you guys know who listen a clear perspective of a Patriots podcast is out because it being off season I'm doing it every pretty much every two weeks lately I think I've done the odd week here and there because I've taken a little bit of a vacay as as we mentioned but um, I should be back now doing one every other week did one last week with Andy Hart. Yes, my my first show back was number 69 of a Claire Perspective with Andy Hart. So that's still around. So grab that, folks, before training camp starts because it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was good to ease back in with Andy because me and Andy always have a good laugh. So that was fun. But, yeah, I'm hoping to do one next week. So a Claire Perspective will still be there. And when it comes to the season, it, I will attempt to go back to every week or be well. But 
you should be keeping an eye on Pat's propaganda because behind the scenes, we are looking at bringing you something different, something new. I am hinting at it now, but I'm not telling you the full story. There may be some new stuff on the horizon at patspropaganda.com for the new season. It won't be until the season starts. We're still trying to work on it for the off season. So please keep your eyes on patspropaganda.com as there will be some new stuff very soon. So yeah, I am. I have taken a bit of a vacay. I am now back. And I will still be around. If you want my Patriots content, you will find it. And as usual, on the Twitter or whatever the app is going to be called now, but it's the same, at Clazy Claire, anyway. <laughs> yeah, social media right now, folks. Kind of a little bit of a mess, but you know what? We're continuing to bring you the content the best we can and definitely check out all the content that Claire brings you. Again, voice the microphone, pen to paper. It's appointment reading, appointment listening. You'll be a better football fan. You'll be a more entertained football fan. What more can you ask for? And folks, again, we thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules each and every day to join us here on Locked On Patriots. And if you made us your first listen, please make your second listen. Our good friends over at Locked On NFL covering all things when it comes to the gridiron, training camps opening all over the NFL, but you definitely want to keep it here to Locked On Patriots for the very latest on your favorite team from Foxborough. On behalf of my good friend, the Countess of Class herself, the illustrious Claire Classy Claire Cooper, I'm Mike DeBate, reminding you to stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world, and get your mailbag questions in for tomorrow's show, folks. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you again right here tomorrow on Locked on Patriots.